This Lent, we are in the wilderness, and on Wednesdays during evening prayer, I'll be preaching from biblical texts that are set in the mountains of Scripture. We will go to Ararat and Moriah, Ebal and Gerizim, Carmel and Horeb, as we read passages from Joshua and 1 Kings and Exodus. Alongside the Scripture reading, your insert provides you with a prayer from writer Sarah R. that connects to the week's readings and themes, and I invite you to use the image and the prayers as part of your devotional practice, practices this Lent. Our scripture tonight is part of the flood story from Genesis. It's a story that is familiar to many of us. Maybe you learned it as a child. Even if you weren't in Sunday school, you probably remember hearing about Noah and the ark, the animals, and the rainbow. And maybe you even remember that the rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights, and there was a dove and an olive branch at the end. It's a story that spans four chapters of Genesis, and the Spark Story Bible begins it this way. All the people forgot about God, except for one man. His name was Noah. He loved and obeyed God, and God said to him, I am very sorry that people have forgotten about me. The New Revised Standard Version that we may be more familiar with says in chapter 6, the Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. God created and called humankind very good and we refuse to be the people God created us to be, exchanging the truth for a lie. Grieving and heartbroken, God decided to start again. Our reading tonight comes from chapter 8. And the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the water had abated. And in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out with his sons and his wife and his son's wives and every animal, every creeping thing and every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out of the ark by families. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing odor, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of humankind, 
for the inclination of the human heart is evil from youth, nor will I ever again destroy every living creature as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. The word of the Lord. And with Noah and his family stepping onto dry land, God renews God's own commitment to humankind. God finds new patience and forbearance and abandons disappointment and judgment to embrace humankind again and redeem us. As it turns out, the story of Noah is less about Noah and more about God. The rest of scripture will testify to the ways that evil remains present in our hearts and in our lives. And again and again, we turn away from God. We suffer and we return again to that deep well of grace that is our only salvation. The story of the flood isn't about what we have done. It is a story of what happens in God's heart and how God transforms the world. After this, God places the bow in the sky and creates a new covenant with God's people. An undrawn bow, it signals that God has won a victory and will refrain from punishing God's people again. And in the language of the covenant, God promises when the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature. God remembers. When we suffer illness or grief, isolation or disappointment, anger or resentment, we naturally wonder whether anyone knows or cares about our suffering. And the good news is that God loves us and remembers us. And because God remembers us with love, God makes possible new beginnings. When we sing, Create in Me a Clean Heart, we name that only God can do the life-giving, creative work of making us new. We cannot, by our own merits or efforts, redeem ourselves, rid ourselves of sin, or make ourselves holy. But God can. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 